I want to take your attention real quick into Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. We'll have it on the screens here, but before, as it comes up on the screen, if you all have your Bibles that you have to charge or the Bibles that charge you, whichever Bible that you got, please take with me. Bear with me for the 30 minutes that I have these um, so-called jokes, you know. I've been preparing the whole last week to mention this out here. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. You got it, say an amen. All right, let's read it together. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. Oh, I love the scripture. So much in that scripture. When Jesus walked into that space, the people knew he has come home. And everybody in this room, I want to welcome home. This may and this will become a home where you can gather and have peaceful conversations. Verse 2, they gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get to him, Jesus, get to Jesus because of the crowd. They made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Heavenly Father, take me out of the way. From the hearing of God's scriptures, I ask your blessings in Jesus' name. In the word of God, whenever I get the opportunity to share the word of God, it's like, it's like bread from God, broken and distributed to people. And I pray the scriptures that we meditated or we meditate in this room today will be scriptures that blesses your heart, your thoughts, and, and, and lead you into total freedom in Christ Jesus. Mark chapter 2 verses 1 to 5 as we camp on these verses for the next couple of minutes here is a beautiful portion in the life and the ministry of Jesus. One of the early miracles that happened in the life of Jesus that the uh, uh, Mark records in this gospels here. I want to bring your attention towards and title my message as break the roof. Break the roof. You know, as we look into the scriptures, we come into the understanding that Jesus is preaching and he has come home and as he is gathered in the home, there are a lot of people who wanted to be around Jesus. Wherever Jesus goes, there's a multitude, there's a crowd that follows him. There's a group of people that wanted to hear every single spoken word of Jesus. There are people who wanted to see signs and wonders. They want, there were a group of people, group of people who wanted to eat when Jesus was blessing the food. So there are different kinds of multitude, a crowd, that you see. But in this portion, Mark records that as Jesus has walked into Capernaum, he has walked into this house, this home. People knew and heard about him. Everybody from all over the space gathered in the house. To a point, there are no room available for anybody extra to walk in. Not even at the, what's the word? At the door. Not even at the door. 
I had the opportunity to minister at places where it was completely jam-packed and there's no space available for anybody extra to walk in. This my previous um, this trip of uh, my mission trip that I was in Bangalore, India, uh, one of the churches that I was ministering to, their first service starts at 5.45 in the morning. What a beautiful service. 5.45 in the morning, their first service starts. As I was talking to the leadership there, they mentioned, Pastor, at, the, at, at 6 o'clock, we close our doors and everybody who comes after 6 o'clock, they wait outside the door because they were late 15 minutes. We have no more room available. They may be watching online. I'm glad that we have space in this room. We have room here. But when science wonders, miracles of God starts taking place in an unusual way in this space or in any church congregation or home, I declare that your house will be filled with people who wants to receive the touch of heaven. And even as we gather in this room here today, let me just make a declaration. You might have come with a need, whatever is going through in your mind today. But as you are seated in this space, may the peace of our almighty God touch you today like never before. May the hands of our almighty God touch you and lead you into a complete healing like never before. In the story here, we come across that Jesus is right now preaching to the people and there is no room left at all and then the bible talks to us or points to us about four friends who are bringing their dear friend the fifth one a paralyzed man on a mat carrying him and bringing him hoping that there will be some room available they are carrying this friend who has been paralyzed for many years, carrying him and bringing. Can I tell you something? Always have friends in your life, no matter what your situation is, but they will always take you to Jesus. Can I hear an amen? How strong is your circle today? Are there people in your circle that will take you to the throne room of Jesus Christ? Are there people in your inner circle that will point you to the miracle working God? Or are there people that will lead you astray from our God Almighty? Here are four friends who heard about Jesus and knew one thing. If only we can take our friend to the master, my master can heal him. If only we can take, it might be burden. There might be a lot of pain as we walk through. It might be hurting our schedules and our system. We have to go an extra mile to do this, carrying him all this way to meet with Jesus. But when they come and approach the presence of God, only to find that there is no room at the door. I would like to call, this is the door of disappointment. Well, they had expectations. And I wonder how many people gathered in this room today. You are leading somebody to come and you expected something to show up. You expected a seat for you. You expected that, you know what, God will give me the front seats for the miracle to happen. But guess what? Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Sometimes the only space that you find is faith in God leading you to Him not a common door that everybody access. I hope I'm making sense here. Praise the Lord. Well, for everybody, the common way to come to Jesus was the door to approach Him. But here are four men standing in front of the door of disappointment. 
And if anybody here in this room can tag along with me, or you can Christianize your theological thinking with me, maybe God does not want this guy to be healed today. And we can walk away, we can turn away saying, you know what, maybe today is not the day, and I have heard a lot of people say this in churches. Maybe today is not the day of healing. Maybe God does not want him to be healed. If God wanted him to be healed, we would have found a way at the door. The volunteers would have come and taken us to the front seat to be seated right where Jesus was preaching because that's where most of the miracles happen. Hallelujah. But these four friends of Jesus, these four friends who are gathered in this room bringing the paralyzed man, they come to the door of disappointment but to declare, we have come this far not to leave. We have come this far not to turn around. We have come this far not to walk back. We have come this far just to make sure my friend who was paralyzed will start walking back again. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. They were not waiting for the ushers to come. They were not waiting for the pastor to come. They were not waiting for anybody else to escort them. They were not waiting for anybody else to come and cheer them on. They had to make a decision. It's now or never. Today we have come thus far and we are not going to return back without hearing from my Savior, without receiving the touch of God. And I wonder how many people in this room, you are going that far to bring somebody to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Praise Jesus. The door of disappointment. Oftentimes you come to church expecting an answer immediately. But there are going to be times that you walk into the church and there is going to be the door of disappointment. You walk to somebody, you call somebody for a help, but you come across the doors of disappointment. You had your thoughts, you had your plans, your schedules fit the norm and you wanted to do things the way you have planned it for many, many weeks. But you come and you find yourself at the door of disappointment. You wanted to do something great and you had great plans to accomplish it, but you come to the doors of disappointment. Here are four friends who had one intention, one desire, a godly desire to bring the lost, the paralyzed friend to Jesus Christ. But listen, what happens here? They had to break the roof to get in touch with the Lord. It's not normal and it's not common. Sometimes your callings are placed or disguised very in uncommon places. I repeat, your calling sometimes is placed in uncommon places. If you look into the scriptures, you come into the understanding of Moses was called by God to deliver a nation, uh, millions of people out of the captivity. And Moses asked the Lord, Lord, what is my sign? What is my sign that you have called me? What is the sign that you are leading me? What is the sign that I'm anointed by you? What is the sign that Lord, if I go to Pharaoh, he will hear me. God said, the stick that you have, the stick that you use to shepherd your sheep is the sign that I've given you. Everybody thinks it's common to just lead the sheep, but I'm going to give you the same stick to lead the people out of captivity. An uncommon stick to lead people. An uncommon stick. It may look common to everybody, but that's the same thing I'm going to use to lead you, your people. 
I want to look into your life today and ask you, what is that uncommon, common that people may think, but is, what is that uncommon thing that God has placed in your heart, in your life, that the very thing that people think it is common, God can use to tell, hey, you know what? I want to use your life and use that very thing to deliver some people out of captivity. I want to use that very thing to bring some people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When everybody said it is common, and everybody said it is the norm. God says, no, I want to use that to change some things around in your life. I want to use that to change everything all around you. Hey, listen, this is miraculous. And this is very remarkable. Mark chapter 2 verse 2 says, and that's where my, my sermon hinges today. Mark chapter 2 verse 2 says, So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door. Many gathered and there was no room outside at all. Turn to your neighbor and say, there is no room. But good news, I found another way. Good news, I found another way. And the only way that I could find here is by breaking the roof right above where Jesus is standing. Sometimes the place that we situate ourselves, the roof above our head is the confinement of our life. We don't and we cannot see anything beyond this present confinement and God to open it up to have an open heavens in your life. And so the very place where Jesus was standing, these friends decided, you know what? We are going to break that roof open so that we can lower our friend. Everybody said, get out of this place. I am glad they did not have a committee meeting there. I am glad that they didn't ask for anybody's permission. Sometimes it is better to do it and then ask for forgiveness than to ask and not to be done. Are you with me, church? So they just decided, four of them, you know what? If they claim on insurance, we're going to pay for that. If they're going to come against us, we will deal with it later. But right now, the greatest pressing need is that my friend needs to walk and I am going to do anything possible for him to meet with Jesus. At the very moment here, my greatest need is to make sure that this friend of mine who has been paralyzed for so many years, I need him to dance again. I need him to walk again. I need him to have a hope for his future again. I am glad for the faith in the friend's life that healed the paralyzed man. It was not the faith that the paralyzed man had. It was a faith that the friends had. Let me ask you this question. Sometimes your life is more worth than what you think it is. Sometimes the value of your life, your own life is greater than what you think it is. These friends decided here, you know what? Today, we're not going to go back from here empty-handed. We're not going turn to turn our backs from our friend anymore. We have come thus far. And we are about to receive the healing that only can be provided by Jesus and His presence. Are you with me, church? I pray that during the course of our life, how many of our years God blesses us to live, but there might be people who will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because you thought to go an extra mile.
that you will take them to the feet of our heavenly father. Life's biggest opportunities are never obvious. Listen to this very carefully. Life's biggest opportunities are never obvious. He decided that the Messiah of the universe will be born in the manger and his own people will not accept him. They rejected him so that he could be found the Messiah of the people who never accepted him at all. And he chose himself to be wrapped in diapers, to be a help and a voice to the voiceless, to live the life of a sinful man or to live the life that a man has never seen and to live and submit his life on the cross so that people who believes in him shall have eternal life. Sometimes life's opportunities are not and never obvious. We never understand. But here in these scriptures, we come to the point and understanding that God, I am thankful. I am thankful that in the midst of my pressing need, you will never leave me alone, but you embrace me. You never keep me out from the healing hands of yours, but you embrace and you gather me around. Brothers and sisters, listen. When we look into this portion, we have to understand life's biggest opportunities were never meant to be obvious. It is never understood. But when it happens, God just enlightens your eyes so you get to see. You know, in Lazarus' story, you come into the understanding where Lazarus is almost dying, almost dying. He died. And Jesus waits for four days to get to the party, four days to get to the place. Four days to get around them. Four days. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense to everybody. If he would have come just four days ago, perhaps they would have seen him being healed. But listen, when things don't go the way you have planned it, God has another plan to it. And because Lazarus died, when he came to the tomb, and they had to only wait for the stone to be rolled away, for the words of Jesus to be released in that space. And a dead man still wrapped in his grave clothes, listened to the words of God, came out alive. What happened there? The words of Jesus just presented the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Why? Resurrection was not an event. Resurrection was the power and the person of Christ Jesus. It was not an event to be celebrated. It was the person of Jesus Christ. The very personality of who Christ is, the resurrection of Jesus. When he appeared at the tomb of Lazarus, all he got to do was Lazarus come outside. Lazarus with his grave clothes on, came stood in front of Jesus Christ. And when his grave clothes came down, it just revealed, enlightened the eyes of people. Resurrection was not an event. It was a person. See, four days ago, if Jesus had come and done the miracle, it was obvious because he was a miracle worker. But four days later, when Jesus came to heal, it was not just a healing, but it was raising up a dead person. I am the life. I am the way. I am the resurrection. This is a promise of God.
And today I wonder how many people seated in this room, you still find yourself stuck behind some grave clothes. I release a prophetic word in Jesus' name to declare, come outside, it is your time to live again. Come outside, it is your time to see the miracle and the work of God through you in places and spaces where God takes you. Come outside in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Lord unwraps death to present resurrection are the very words of Jesus Christ. Listen to this very carefully. The Lord unwraps death to present resurrection. And I preach to you today is the day of your miracle. Why? Because somebody in the past brought you to Jesus at His feet and His presence is your total deliverance. I wonder how many people today will be challenged that Lord help me that I come around somebody who need you the most in their life. Who needs the healing touch of our Heavenly Father in their, in their, in their life. We are not going to go home. We are not going to go home without seeing a miracle. Praise the Lord. I am thankful for people, for families, for members who come around when somebody is going through some difficult moments, challenges in their life. And you'll be like, you know what? I don't want you to live life alone. Church is about fellowship. I don't want you to live life alone. I want to come around you. As we finish today's service, I want you to, I want you to greet with people that you have never met in the past. Maybe exchange your phone numbers and let them know, hey, we are praying for you. Hey, we are with you. We support you. Maybe invite them over to your house with a cup of chai, coffee, meal, whatever. Sit down and talk to them. Maybe you can lead somebody to our Abba Gracious Father's feet, His presence. Because if total deliverance is found, it is found in only one place. It is the presence of our God. Church is a good place to enjoy the presence of God. But the continuity of His presence is in your car. The continuity of His presence is in your living room. The continuity of His presence is in your office. It is in your DMs. It's in your social platforms, wherever God has taken you. The, the kind of influence He's provided all around you. There are people who are paralyzed in the world, who are crippled, who cannot walk again to see the gracious face of the Father. But today I pray there will be a group of people who will rise up to say, God, help me that I become a voice to the voiceless. Help me, Lord, that I will carry the burden of some people so that they can see you face to face. Four friends had a different idea. Four friends have a different thought. I don't want to do the normal thing. And everybody can access to the door. If I didn't find the space through the door, I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm going to go the extra mile for that person. I'm challenging some Christians here. I'm challenging some born-again believers in this room who are watching me online perhaps. I'm challenging some people today. Can we go the extra mile? See, calling and convenience never go hand in hand. Are you with me? Let me repeat that thought and let it sink in for a while. Calling and convenience never go hand in hand. When you are called by God, get ready to be inconvenient. Be in places where you don't meet the convenience of life. These four people had one thought. You know what? It doesn't matter what it takes or whatever it takes. We're going to do it. Because we are not returning back without seeing a miracle. Without coming to the gracious feet of our heavenly Father, I am thankful for those four friends of Jesus. 
for those friends of Jesus, for those friends of this paralyzed man who brought this man to Jesus. So that that day, Jesus said, the first thing is, son, your sins are forgiven. And the second thing Jesus mentions was, get up. Huh? Pick up your mat. And <laughs> when you walked inside, you came with the help of your friends. When you walk outside, you got to pick up your own mat and you walk outside. Because I want the world to see that you don't need anybody else's help. And I want the world to see you are touched by God. Your infirmities have been healed. Your sickness has passed away. When you come in the presence of God, there is a total transformation in who you are and what you become in your future. You never return the way you came. Let me repeat that. You, you, you never return the way you came. The faith of his friends healed him or the faith of you will heal you today. You never return. Sometimes because we've been doing Sunday services, every single Sunday, it's the same thing that goes on. So what happens is we get into the schedule of doing church. We know what's going to happen. We know when, what time pastor is going to finish. I'm not going to finish till today till two o'clock. Is that okay? Because we know what's going to happen. 11 o'clock, our praise and worship team comes and they sing three songs and then the pastor comes. He does a message and the announcements happen. We, we know church. And sometimes because we know it all, we think it is obvious. This is going to happen again. This is the same space I was in last Sunday. This is the same thing that they did last week. Because we get in and we get carried away with the schedules that we are used to. We're never going to receive a miracle because we are used to what we have done last week. But today, I challenge some people. Do something different that notices the eye of our Father. Do something different in worshiping Him, in honoring Him, in celebrating His presence that notices, that makes heaven notice you. When you return, you don't return the way you walked in. You return a changed man. The paralyzed man was lifted by people. The people carried the burden of this man. Oh, they didn't complain. I'm thankful. They didn't complain. Hey, you know what? I don't want to do this again, you know? Because, boy, you have never worked out all your life. You know, you are a heavy dude. You know, I don't want to do this again. Uh, 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 I don't want to come back this route again. So once we come to Jesus, I just want you to walk back home because we are not going to carry you back home. I am glad the faith of the four people, the determination of the four friends resulted in the total healing. The determination of the four people resulted in the healing of the paralyzed man. Their determination, which is their faith, that if only we can access the presence. Can I tell you something? Going to church is very important in your life. These four friends could have gathered in their house and said, you know what? God's presence is everywhere. So we're just going to pray over here. Well, good luck. I'm not saying he won't heal. But they made a choice. We want to do something that heaven notices us. We want to do something different 
that the grace of our almighty father's eyes will be on my friend today. And before we return, my friend will rejoice. He will pick up his mat and walk back home. Not the way we brought him here, but the grace of God will be encountered in his life. Do something different today. Do something different with your faith today. Praise the Lord. Do something different that you access the throne room of God Almighty with confidence. God, I am here to worship you. I am here to celebrate you. I am here to honor you. Do something different, brothers. Do something different. When everybody does the obvious, when everybody does the same thing through the door, what are you willing to do today that notices, that makes heaven attracts to your need this morning? The man came with infirmities. He left completely healed and restored. He came with iniquities, but he left forgiven and set free. He came in with no hope, but he left with complete victory. He came with questions, but he left with the solution. And his name is Jesus. That when he met the Redeemer of life, not just a physical healing, but the Redeemer of life gave him the solution of his questions. Son, your sins are today forgiven. You know what? Jesus is not only interested in the physical healing of your life, but it is also interested in your soul's healing, which is your total salvation. When you come to the Lord, you are now a changed person. You are now a changed individual. Your sins are now forgiven. The moment you come to the grace of Jesus Christ, your sins are now, what's the word? Forgiven. Can you turn to your neighbor today and say, I am forgiven. I am forgiven. Hallelujah. He's not only interested in just the physical healing of this paralyzed man, but he was interested in the total transformation of who he, he was inside out. Son, your sins are forgiven. The moment he said that, he said, pick up your mat. You can go home now. You can go home now. Cheer up. Your miracle is here because I have forgiven your sins. Can we rise up in God's house? Son, today is the day that I want to declare in this room that your sins are forgiven and there's a total transformation. I'm led by the Spirit of God to declare this in this room today. There's some people here, you are having thoughts of guilt in your life of what things you've done in the past. Listen to this very carefully. I mentioned this last Wednesday at our church during our Wednesday night prayer. Do not be ashamed of what you have done. Be proud of what Jesus has done in your life. We can gather around in every Sunday service or every family prayers and we can be ashamed of our own life and the mistakes that we have done, the sinful things that have occurred in our life. But today, don't be ashamed of what you have done. Be proud of what Jesus has done because He has purchased me. He has saved me. He has brought a total healing into my life. These four friends decided one thing. I am not going to return back the way we came in. We want to see a miracle hand working of God Almighty in the life of our friend. We're going to receive a healing in Jesus' name. That's what they came for and that's what they received. And I'm going to ask this question to my church. What are you here for today? 
Why are you here for today? What is that one thing that you are asking the Lord for? What is that one thing you're praying for? What is that one thing that you have brought at the feet of Jesus Christ today? Do something different that heaven notices you. Do something different that heaven comes closer to you. Today is a day of your miracle, brothers and sisters. We gather in His presence to know that all things are possible in Christ Jesus. Listen to this very carefully. Winners are ordinary people with extraordinary determination. Winners are ordinary people with extraordinary determination. Let me ask this question. If you want to win in your life, be a person with extra valued faith, a person of determination to do things against whatever life has brought you against. I declare in this room, when you start doing things in the determination that God and God alone gives you the victory, all things are possible when you start doing it. You might have come to His presence with a question He answers you today. You might have come to His presence with a thought of anxiety, with, with a fear of future, but all things are possible when you say, God, I'm about to do things in my life which I've never done previously, which I've never done along with my family last week. But God, this week, I'm about to do something. I'm about to commit my life. I'm about to make a conviction here, Lord, that I'm going to do where heaven notices my need. Heaven notices my need. Every eye closed as we look to the Lord. I'm going to pray right now, right after I'm praying. Our team will sing a song and will pass the offering buckets for us to offer our tithes and offerings today. Let's pray together. The meditation of God's Word and I pray that today as you walk out of this space, you walk out transformed and challenged and healed by the Almighty's grace. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the grace of heaven in this room, for every single member of our church that is gathered in this space. Lord, we give you glory and honor. God, help us, O oh Lord. Today, out of our limitations, help us that we break the roof because there is another door. There is another door that we want to access to, O oh Lord, so that we can come together to the saving grace of you alone. Lord, we give, we give you the glory for yours is the name. Yours is the power and there is none like you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.